0: Where there is no water, so I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power in your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Father, in the name of Jesus, we invite The spirit of grace in this house this day. We pray, Lord, every ear is a listening ear. Every heart is softened and good ground, ready to receive the Father's word. Father, we come in your presence with thanksgiving and in your courts with praise this day. We're expecting you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. You are the reason why we sing. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. You are the reason why we sing Give it all to you mm My God is greater My God is stronger My God is higher Yes, we hear oh. When I'm waking or sleeping, Your presence be my
2: light.
1: Every morning and every evening, Your word be my guide. When I'm waking or sleeping, Your presence be. Every
2: If you were at a wedding reception and just got married, I know
1: you'd be dancing. When we get to heaven, what are you going to do? Sit and watch or dance with the Lord? I'm waking, I'm sleeping, and your presence be my love. Thank you, Jesus, will you give given new life? Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, will you give me new life? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, will you give given new life? Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for you've given new life.
0: Everyone say, thank you, Jesus,
2: thank you, Jesus,
0: for new life, new,
2: life. new,
0: wine. new wine. I receive it, I receive in, it. Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We live in the most exciting time in the history of the church. You know, there's a song years ago, and I'm sorry that what you sang earlier, I guess I'm not going to apologize. but Don't worry. Be happy. Amen? Amen. Don't
3: worry. Be happy. happy. Announcements. So hang in here with me and we'll get him down. First of all, we want to thank Justin's. Wednesday night was fun and I think everybody enjoyed it. And they brought the horses. And so thank you very much for that. Amen. Give him a hand. This Tuesday night, there will be no Patriots United at the college at the Lifelong Learning Center at 6 o'clock. There will be a property tax information meeting. They're encouraging everybody to go to that. If you're interested, I have the information here. You can get it from me after church. Um, On Wednesday night, 7 p.m., we'll have our regular service. Then Thursday through Saturday in Council Bluffs is the Open the Heavens Conference with... Um, Lord of Host Church, if you are signed up to help, you should have received an email with instruction on that. If you didn't talk to me after the service, if you are able to go, we would encourage you to go. If you can't go, make sure that you watch Flashpoint Live on Victory Channel on Thursday night. Saturday, September 24th is the October Fest parade, and we need people to walk in the parade with us. There will be several different entries for the school board members, for Zach, and I'll have all the more information next week, all the pertinent information, but if you would be able to do that, that Saturday, September 24th. That is also a busy day because we have an older woman in church. She's been in this church for years. She's been housebound for years. And she, a she's a true widow. She lives in a mobile home west of the granary. And a few years ago, her kids bought new carpet and flooring, and we helped install it. But she really, really needs a new roof. And so we are going to put a new roof on for her this year. That was, yesterday was to Norfolk with Love, and this was our to Norfolk with Love project, but we didn't have the, the supplies and stuff we needed to do it yesterday. So we are going to do it. On Saturday, September 24th, mostly the guys, we will need you there, and and they'll get you information. But the thing is, it's going to cost about 1700 to 2000 I think. So um, if you would like to help with that, um, we'd appreciate that. Um, on your offering envelope, you can just put roof in the amount, and we have a few weeks to do that. We'd appreciate that. Then the next day on sunday october twenty fifth we're going to have a water baptism now we believe in immersion and if you've not been uh, baptized that way we would encourage that um, and so we have a sign up sheet and i'm sorry i'm sorry that is sunday september twenty fifth thank you i wrote it down wrong that is the twenty 20th... sunday september twenty fifth um, we will have a We've not used our new baptism yet. baptismal yet. Mike will teach a little bit on that. And so if you would like to do that, the sign-up sheet is in the back. Now, one more announcement is, ladies, especially listen to this. We have an opportunity for you to have a date night with your children on Sunday, October 9th. And we will be responsible for babysitting your husband's. That night from 4.30 to 7.30, we're going to have just a gathering for men. We need men in the church, but it's going to be a fun night. We're going to have a wing dinner, chicken wing dinner, chicken, chicken wing dinner. Um, Anyway, we'll we'll have that for men, and then we will have a hot wing eating contest, if you so desire. Or for people that want to find anyway, Anyway, so that is Sunday, October 9th from 4.30 to 7.30 for men only, wing dinner, bring a friend, and then a hot wing eating contest if you so desire. And if you don't want to, you can sit back and laugh at the ones that do. So we would encourage you to take part of that. It's just a time meant for a time of fellowship and fun, and we need that sometimes. We will receive this morning's tithes and offerings. If you, have a, you need an envelope, the ushers will get you an envelope. When you fill out that, that envelope, just make sure you fill it out legibly so our accountants can read it. They don't know who you are other than your name and what they see on there, so fill that out. If we don't have your address, make sure that we get that at some point. If you've filled out your address, we will have that available. Um, there's three scriptural ways to give or to sow finances. The tithe is 10%. We pay that. Um, when you do that, the devourers rebuke. The windows of heaven are open. Then there's offerings. That's what you can give cheerfully. And that seed produces the financial harvest. It will be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. But in Proverbs 19:17, it talks about alms. And it says, he who cares for those in need lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. So as we receive, when you receive the money or you sow the money for, to help with the roof, that's an alm. And God promises that you're hooked up with him financially when you do that, and he will repay. So we appreciate that in the next few weeks.
0: Weeks ago, um, I'd been thinking about the men a lot, and my oldest came up to me and he says, Why don't we have a men's night? And he didn't even know I was thinking about that. And I said, That would be fine. And, and uh, so I encourage you, men, um, it'd be a good opportunity to bring some other men. We're not going to get preachy, but we're going to have fellowship. And we're going to eat good. Amen? Amen. you'd put that up for me, please. Look in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. I was looking for a fishing net, and I wanted a real old fishing net, and I couldn't find one, so I had to go to Hobby Lobby. So, this is uh, netting you put over your your trees and your plants to protect them from the critters. So, this is, you have to use your imagination. This is a fishing net. Amen. You can hardly see it, and... and, uh, Caleb put, made some fish for me, and uh, so I want you to think about that as we go through this. The next couple of weeks, probably in uh, two or three weeks, I don't know what will happen next Sunday. I suppose everybody's going to be wound up after being at that prophetic conference, but that's all right. We want that. But uh, I want to talk about a subject that's be real important for the days ahead. It's always been important. But uh, specifically in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead, it's vital. So I want you to see this up on the screen. It says, relationships developed and maintained in the local church creates the net that will attract or catch and bring in the harvest. Now, this is important. The net is no stronger than the covenant relationships established by leadership and the people. The net is no stronger than the covenant relationships established by leadership and the people. So we're going to use this as an analogy, comparing relationships with the net. And there's a lot of information in here that that's interesting. And I want to read to you because we see these, this, this net or nets here in, in chapter 5 of Luke. And let's start with verse 1. We're going to read verse 1 through verse 9. It says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he would stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your what? That's plural, nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Ever felt like that? Where are you, God? Turn me down. I'm too, too hot, please. Where are you, God? I need you. Things aren't working right. Well... Simon said, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the what? Was he obedient? No, he wasn't. He was disobedient. What did Jesus say? Let down your nets, plural. Master, we've toiled all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. He was so caught up in what he couldn't catch. And when they'd done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their what? Net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners, say partners. "...in the other boat to come and help him. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men." So when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Now, I want to point out a word. This word in the Greek for catch means to capture alive. And its tense suggests continuous action. So we should continually in the days ahead have this mindset and get our faith out there to catch Men, harvest men and women for the kingdom of God, should we not? Amen. The net is no stronger than the covenant relationships established by leadership and the people. Proverbs 17, 17 says, Friends love through all kinds of weather, and families stick together in all kinds of trouble. Any one of you have ever been through trouble? There's people out there that don't have family. They don't have neighbors. They don't have the friends that they need. And the days ahead, folks, the relationships are so vital. They're so important in bringing in the harvest. Now, I said a word in here, and the word was covenant. Everyone say covenant. We've taught on covenant through the years. If you've not heard teaching on covenant... You know, you need to because it's probably one of the most important subjects in the Bible. But let me just give you a little bit of a definition. Covenant defined is this. Blood covenant is a contract in which all debts are mutually shared between the two parties or individuals. All benefits, assets, liabilities, and debts of the first person are owned and equally shared by the second person. The Hebrew word for covenant is barith which means to cut where the blood flows. God has entered into relationship with mankind through what? The blood of His Son, Jesus. So we, when you receive Jesus, we're in covenant. Everything that the Father has is ours. Everything that we have is His. And, and we fail to remember and, and renew our minds to the fact That strength is ours. Healing is ours. Provision is ours. Blessings belong to us. Why? Because we're in a covenant. We have a covenant. So there's a covenant this way. But I want you to see, as we talk about and and relate the net to the relationship, there should be a covenant this way with each other. That is so important. That is so vital. But see... (laughs) It's so misunderstood and, and it's not taught. Yes, we sit down and we have a covenant meal. We, you know, we have communion and maybe we, we do that two, three, four times a year or maybe every week some people do. But they don't have revelation of this. That's why so many people don't stay in a church. That's going to get real quiet. We've had, I asked Kathy yesterday because I'm naming out names. So if I if I fail to mention your name and you've been with us from the beginning, I want you to see we've had people with us for almost 40 years. Some have passed away. Some are still on, on this earth. Belts are sitting back there. They were with, I can remember them when I got out of Bible school in 1983. I can remember the junk heap of a car they drove. I'm not, you know, well, Sandy, you remember that old car. Come a long way, girl, haven't you? Yes, because you're in covenant with Almighty God. Plus, the family's tithed. Then there's, there's the, the Osborns, Mary Jane Osborne. And, of course, Julie, you grew with us since, my God, <laughs> you were five years old. I won't ask how old you are now. It's probably about 20 years younger than me, and I'll be 65 here. So that tells you she's getting older. Think about that, 40 years is when I first met you. Then there's the Tealings. You were involved in the, in the church even before I got here. I think you just gotten involved. Huh? Yeah. Anybody else? Am I leaving anybody else? Jan was with us from early on when we were at 300 South Second. Maybe a few others. But see, those people are still here today. Because I really believe they understand covenant. And then God started adding other families. And I can't name everybody, but there's families here that, that have been here for quite a while. When I look at the the Lewan family. Amen? Who? Oh, yeah. Good old Ron Elvin. Who's now retired. But you're not retired spiritually. Remember that. So because of that, those people that chose to stick and stay with us and hold on until God started really pouring out His Spirit and started moving like He is in this hour. And then God has raised up and brought us other families. That's why relationship is so important. And everyone said amen. There's three reasons for covenant. Covenant. I I could preach weeks, months on covenant, but I can't because it, it's just part of this message. Protection, business, and love. Say protection. You know, um, remember the missionary Stanley in Livingston? They cut covenant with tribes throughout Africa. They're, they were scarred. And because of they had those scars, they were protected on their journeys. Then there's business. You know, you think about, Ah, uh, the mob—they understand covenant. That's the truth. They're in covenant. When I had Bobby up here when he first got here and interviewed him, we talked about covenant because they were in covenant. Everything the gang had, they shared mutually, and they were always there to help and support one another. And it's sad the world would would have more revelation of covenant than the church. And then there's a covenant, a reason for covenant, and it's the best, and it's love. Remember the, remember um, Jonathan and David in the Old Testament? So those are three reasons. Now look at Psalm 90:17. Psalms 90 verse 17. Covenant relationships. say, covenant relationships. That's what we're after. Some of us older ones have, I think, more understanding and revelation of it than the young ones. But you young ones need to get it. You need to get understanding. Look at this in Psalms 90 and verse 17. It says, Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish. Say establish. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Our relationships in the body of Christ are to be effective and enduring. The relationships that we have here at Harvest Church, they need to be effective, we produce and be successful. Amen. and they need to last. How many of you and everyone should raise your hand how many of you have ever had a relationship that didn't last? I won't say marriage, because that probably applies too. But every how many of you ever had family and friends that you were in relationship with, and then all of a sudden <coughs> severed, and maybe it wasn't even your fault or my fault. All, all through the years, we've had people come and go. It's like a revolving door. I sh- not so much the last what ten, fifteen years, but in the beginning. It was that way because most of those people that came and left wanted to establish their kingdom. They wanted their gifts to be used and had no desire to help bring somebody up higher. Amen? And so they didn't have that mindset of of having a covenant relationship. We need covenant relationships. Are we always going to agree Nope, not 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 always going to agree. Everybody has an opinion, and you know if we listen to one another, we might help each other. So, I I look at the fact, and I'll use this as an example. If you if some of you are involved in Patriots United, but I come to Patriots United and I look over and I sit in the back and I look at all these people, what a variety! <laughs> what a variety and uh but you know that's that's all right it takes all of us working together and sometimes i have to get up and walk it out and go to the bathroom sometimes our young ones leave and don't come back because they're fed up with some of the things that go on in a meeting but you got to hold on folks you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're going to have to put up with some stuff because we're getting a melting pot. We're bringing all these different types of people. Some aren't even saved. Did you hear me? Some aren't even saved. And this was prophesied by Mario Morello. He brought it out early on how God was going to bring all this melting pot, all these different kinds of people together from all different backgrounds, all different personalities. And we're going to have to come together and work together. Amen? We've got to get people elected to the school board. Amen? Good people. So it's going to take this mindset. I don't agree with you, but I'm going to hang on and we're going to work together and get it done. Can you imagine if the church would be like that? Where would we be? Amen? Amen? So our relationships in the body of Christ are to be effective and enduring. What we do at Harvest Church in the days ahead must be built in such a way that the relationships are permanent and bring joy and not frustration. So you have to have that mindset. Well, I'll try that Harvest Church. I'll give it a try. That pastor, he's kind of loud. He he's he, he's pretty outspoken. I I'd rather have somebody soft spoken, that loves me, that makes me feel good. Now that, but they got to have a revelation of that covenant of love. They want ooey gooey, feely love. And I. I want you to know something. My wife and I are not ooey-gooey, feely love. Because if we had been that way, we wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be standing here. Because that's not the God kind of love. The God kind of love is confrontational. The God kind of love is prophetic. The God kind of love will speak the truth. In love. (coughs) I asked Bobby, I said, what was that pastor like down in Texas? And he says, well, he wasn't as loud as you. I really was offended. No, I wasn't. But I thank you, and (coughs) my wife and I thank you. I'm getting verklempt here. Let me get a drink. (coughs) Got a tickle. I do this when they're trying to tell me something at home, and they just get so frustrated. <coughs> oh, I should quit smoking. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just teasing. That's the other thing. We have a sense of humor. If you can't have a sense of humor, get out of the ministry, because you won't make it. You just won't make it. Look at uh, John 6. I can see I'm not going to get all the way through here today, but that's all right. John 6. (coughs) Covenant implies permanence. And that's what we need at Harvest Church. Relationships that are permanent, that bring joy, and not frustration. That doesn't mean you're not going to be frustrated with somebody. But we're going to have to learn that love makes allowances for other people's character flaws weird personality quirks amen amen look at john 6 and this is interesting and i can't i'm going to not going to read the whole thing but this is where jesus is talking about oh let me see john 6 and verse 60 <clears throat> this is where he says you know you've My body is the bread. You've got to eat it and drink my blood. And (laughs) after we got done with that, some of them just turned tail and ran the other direction. In Psalms chapter 6 and verse 60, it says, Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, just what I just shared with you, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? And when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who, who were who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. And from that time, many of his disciples went back. Let's just say they backslid. And walked with him no more. And Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also we've come to believe and know that you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. So some people heard the words of Jesus, but they were just words. But Peter and the rest of the twelve They just didn't hear the words. They heard words of eternal life. They were a little more spiritually astute. And so on the days ahead, which you have to understand, and and Kathy told me, this was on Mario's post, and correct me if I, I, I say this, he basically said, don't get so caught up with the ones that have left. Stay focused on what's ahead so, as people come, we're always, remember this, there's always going to be a remnant here. There's always going to be a group of people that, come hell or high water, we're going to stick together. We're going to work together. But you know, some might not be able to hook up with that. So, be offended for a day, but get over it. Cry in your beer one day, but get over it. And stay focused on what God wants us to do in in advancing the kingdom of God in this city. I've had—do you know how many people I've had get mad, and, and through the years, and this is just not me. All pastors, churches throughout the nation, people get come become offended, and then they start hurling accusations, and being judgmental, and complaining, and on and on and on and on. The thing is, do you realize this church probably could be about 600 strong if I had chose to compromise? If I had chosen to be ooey gooey feely. But we can get more done with a remnant group that make a decision to get along, put up with each other's idiosyncrasies, put their nose to the grindstone and get kingdom business done. In the days ahead, though the church is going to grow, it is growing, and uh, I really believe we're going to see some exciting things. But remember this: let's let's understand covenant relationship and stick together. Now, listen to this: if you ever hear, if you're in this church and you ever hear somebody complaining about me, what should you do? Some of you I don't worry about. But some, what what should you do? Yeah, well, I could have used you in the last 25 years. My flesh would love to unleash Bobby Lovenberg. But that just isn't the way Jesus operates. What should you do if you hear people, especially new people that come in the church and start ragging on the leadership of this church? Dear Jesus, walk away and ignore it. No, get in their face. In a nice way, smile and say, You, you don't really understand. It probably would behoove you to keep your mouth shut. You, you have a responsibility to guard us. Not just in the natural, and thank God for security. I I don't ever, I'm never fearful about anybody trying to do anything to me. Because I got good security. But folks, you're going to have to get behind your leadership more in the days ahead. Protect, guard, speak good things about us. Yes, you're going to notice we have our quirks. My God, I got quirks. I got idiosyncrasies. We don't want to bring his past up, do we? (laughs) Everyone here has got their own character flaws. But love will make allowances. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers. Say that, love (coughs) covers. Say covenant love covers. So here we have, you know, In John 6, they they, they got offended and they left. Did that stop Jesus? Did that stop the disciples? No. Okay. Look back at Luke 5. We won't get into it today. We're going to... I wanted to talk... And we'll talk about the characteristics of Annette. Annette. The characteristics of a net. If you stop and think about nets, need do they need constant maintenance? If you're a fisherman, you've got to take care of those nets. What what can happen if you cast those nets and bring them in? What can happen to those nets? They get garbage in them. Amen? They get torn. So you've got to maintain it. It takes work. Then you've got to wash a net. And then you've got to do something that's very important. And that's where we are in the days ahead. We're going to have to cast. The net and if we cast the net and work on keeping covenant relationships with each other we'll bring that net in and there'll be people and they'll stay amen look at luke five and we'll we'll end with this um, <clears throat> I want to point out something and I noticed a number of years ago that in in chapter five and look at verse seven so He let down the net, and they caught a great number of fish, and the net was breaking, so they signaled to their what? Partners. in the other boat to come and help them. So they did, and they filled both boats. Then you look down at verse 10, and it says, And so were James, John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. There's that word partners again, but in the Greek it's two different words. It's two different words. The first Greek word for partners partners is M-E-T-O-C-H-O-S. And it denotes a sharing in, a working in, an association with another, taking part in a joint venture, a companion, an associate. So that's the first kind of partner they signaled to some of the others and they came and helped them bring the fish in. But then the next word, partner, it says who were, were partners with Simon. This word in the Greek, now let's see if you can, if you catch this, is K-O-I-N-O-N-O-S. Thank you. Koinonia. Have you ever heard that word before? So we're going from one type of partner to another kind of partner. And this kind of partner speaks of fellowship and speaks of covenant love. Look at Acts 2, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2. I thought of this illustration for this, and maybe it's not a good one, I don't know, but and, and, and by all means here, don't get offended with me when I give you this illustration because most of you have failed this and you, and you did this and I'm not here to deal with that but I'm giving you an example you can live with somebody and not marry them and be a partner or you can get married in the lord and become a covenant partner i knew that would go over you can have one kind of partnership or you can have something deeper Amen? Amen. Look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Wow. And that what? And that what? Day... Day, everyone say day, how many souls came in? What would happen if 300 souls came in today, here? Think about it, folks. What would happen? And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. This is the word koinonia, It's the power of unity, and that's what we're talking about, a relationship, a covenant relationship. It says, in doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers, then fear came upon every soul, and wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, all who believed were separate together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily, with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness, simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily Those who were being saved. I talked about the other night, Smith Wigglesworth said, that's the way you reach people. Let the Lord bring them. You don't want the whole community showing up because most of them aren't going to stick and stay. Most of them aren't going to want a covenant relationship. So why not do it the right way and let God bring in the people to the church? That's a good, yeah, that's a good time to say amen. Look at um, Acts 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart, one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Wow. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and distributed to each one as anyone who had need. Wow. Now, would you say God was moving there? Yeah, he sure was, and we see great power, and we see signs, wonders, and miracles. But there was this this close knit group, and it was it was covenant. It was a covenant relationship, and because of that covenant relationship, there were no tears in the net. The fish couldn't escape. They could be added to the church daily, and they could be taught. They could be fed spiritually. They could be prayed for. They be, could be comforted and encouraged. They could be built up, and that's what we need to see in the days ahead. The relationships established at Harvest Church in the days ahead will create the net that will attract or catch and bring in the harvest. The net is no stronger than the covenant relationships established by leadership and the people relationships, and we'll talk about this next week, relationships like nets need constant maintenance, washing, and they must be cast. So let's stand to our feet today. <sighs> did, you, did, you, did you catch the spirit behind what I was saying today on where we need to go as a church body in the days ahead? Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We worship you. We honor you, Master, in this house today. Thank you, Father. You've called us to be fishers of men. I pray today, Lord, all of us here will have revelation in the days ahead of covenant, of establishing relationships Father, I thank you, Lord, for softening the hearts of the people so they do receive that revelation. All of us are necessary. All of us are important. All of us have something to contribute to the body here at Harvest Church. So, Father, we thank you this morning. Spirit of grace, move upon us individually, families, and corporately as a church body. Knit our hearts in love. Bring us closer together. Help us, Lord God, to love each other. Not to judge or be critical, but to encourage one another, build one another up in the days ahead. And speak words, kind words, comforting words, encouraging words to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Is everyone here a born-again believer? Let me see your hands if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Okay. Amen. Violet liked my sermon today. Yeah. Is anyone here today need prayer for your physical body? Because I don't want to be insensitive. <coughs> yes. For her? You look healthy to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we loose anointing upon Violet. We bind up all congestion. We speak to her lungs, bronchial tubes, and we loose that healing anointing upon her. In Jesus' name, amen. You're going to be a pill like Charlie, I can tell. Any Anyone else? Amen. Amen. I need to see, and if you'd be so kind and <clears throat> not be offended by what I'm going to ask you to do, I want the worship team and everyone that's involved in that sound booth to stay. And the rest of you, if you go out in the foyer, and you can talk. It's nice outdoors. You can fellowship out there. Would you do that for me? Don't linger in here so I don't have to keep them because they're going to want to leave. God bless you, and we'll see you in Omaha maybe.